Here we are yet again for another episode of the Sales Confidence Podcast, where we unlock the heart, the mind, and the story of some of the world's best sales leaders. I'm really, really excited today that we've got the wonderful Rebecca Drew from Vidyard, and looking forward to taking you on a journey with her story and with her insights. Rebecca, how are you doing today? <laughs> really well, thanks, James. Yeah, really well. Excellent. And so let's start with the first question I like to ask. What are you most excited about at the moment? Um, so I'm most excited about the future of Vidyard in EMEA. Um, so we've got a, a, an amazing, amazing team uh, and so much white space. Um, so it's, yeah, it's very, very exciting times. I'm excited about the growth uh, and I'm excited about the opportunities that's going to create for the team. Amazing, amazing. And it's been amazing to see how much progress you've made since you've joined in particular. You're really doing a good job of putting Vidyard on the map. Um, and we're ha happy to be in partnership with Vidyard. So excited to learn more about you, your perspective on sales and what Vidyard is all about as we go through this conversation. So just starting with yourself, I'd like to ask, what, what, what's the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning? Uh, good question. So, uh, so over the last couple of years, I've started doing what I call my morning rituals. Okay. Um, so my morning rituals include exercise, includes meditation. I do my positive affirmations and then think about what I want to achieve for the day. So, um, yeah, that's my morning ritual. What type of exercise do you tend to do? So it depends. I like to get out for a walk. So if the weather's not too bad, I'll get out for a walk. Obviously, we're, uh, we're kind of um, beholden to British weather. Um, but if not, I've got a Peloton. So I like to cycle. Very cool. Very cool. So obviously, you've been on a leadership journey since our shared days at LinkedIn. Um, and you've progressed to become a standout leader in the industry. Where do you get your motivation and inspiration from to be such a great leader? Um, so I'm an agent of change. Like I love to see things improve. Um, I'm a big Japanophile. So um, uh, there's a, a thing in Japanese uh, kind of culture and philosophy called Kaizen, yeah. which is continuous improvement. So that's kind of what gives me energy. Like if I can take things from A to B and B is a lot better than A, then um, then that gives me energy and yeah, that gives me motivation. So, um, so yeah, seeing, seeing things improve. Brilliant. Um, where was your first experience of sales or your own experience of sales for the first time? Um, so my, my first kind of real experience of sales, um, I was actually at university and I joined a startup company. It was one of the first cloud businesses in the UK. And this was in the early 2000s, wow. uh, a company called Masternaut. Um, and um, it, essentially, it was a vehicle telematics business. So this was, you know, very at the, you know, the beginning of, um, you know, that whole industry. Um, and it was a startup, right? So I was the third person in the business. There was a CEO, the CFO, and then I was hired to basically telemarket um, and to book meetings for the, uh, the CEO. Um, we didn't have a CRM system. There was nothing in place at all. I remember having like sheets of paper with different companies on where I was trying to get to their transport managers and their fleet managers to book meetings with them, basically. So that was my first experience. And in the time that I was there, so I was working whilst I was at uni. I was doing two days a week. Um, uh, and um, I was still a top performer, even doing two days a week. I was kind of, you know, top of the leaderboard, which was uh, which was great. Um, but um, but it grew phenomenally in that time that I was there. So even working kind of part time and I, I actually did a couple of projects um, as part of my uni uh, degree course. So I did business management and I did two projects at Masternaut 
um, like six week projects full time for the business. Um, and when I left, it was, you know, 50 people um, and it's just gone. Yeah, it's gone crazy since. So, wow. yeah, really great experience. That's great to get that such early on in your career to be straight in on the coalface. Wonderful. Um, what's made you successful at each stage of your career? So what's made you successful of you as you've progressed through your career, do you think? Mm. So good question. So um, one of the things I think that's kind of set me apart is I, I love storytelling. So I love kind of like having pocket stories and then being able to connect that back to what's relevant for the client. So when I when I joined LinkedIn, I'd actually used LinkedIn um, in my previous role and I'd had great success with it. So I was a LinkedIn evangelist um, and I had the stories of success of how I'd use LinkedIn um, and how that had driven more revenue for the business. So I think that's really important is being able to, you know, internalize and evangelize about the product that you're selling. I think that was like key, key for me in my in my career. I love to add value. So I have this philosophy that in every interaction that a client has with me, whether they're going to buy or not, they should walk away feeling like they've got something from that conversation. Uh, whether it's some insight or whether it's something that's going to help their business move forward. Like I say, whether they buy or not, I want them to, to feel like they've had some value. Um, and then the other thing really is just going above and beyond. I think, you know, I like to do what I call extracurricular activities. So whether that's kind of side projects or, you know, thinking about how do we, how do we move the, you know, the business forward. Um, so those are some of the things that I think have, have really helped me in my career and, and, and yeah, will continue to, to, you know, kind of help me to drive more revenue. So it sounds like you do more than just the sales role that you've been given yeah. to find other areas that you can add value into the business that you're working for, which yeah. is probably great advice for anyone listening about how they can progress their career. And I know when we were at LinkedIn, they were very encouraging of us taking on additional projects that would enhance the business around us. Um, yeah. So it's great to hear that you've taken that on board. Yeah. Um, so tell us a bit about... Um, Vidyard. What what is Vidyard? What what does the company do? Yeah. Uh, so Vidyard is a video for business platform. Okay. So um, we have various different use cases. Um, we actually came from a marketing use case. So this was video hosting. Um, so companies were able to put their videos, and, uh, and Vidyard would host those videos. Um, so imagine it being like YouTube, but without the adverts. So a company would own that real estate because it's it's important when you're creating video content. Um, you know, usually if people put, just put it up on YouTube, they're not going to be, you know, they can see how many people have watched it, but they can't really do much with that data. So what Vidyard is a, a enabling companies to do is you can actually um, impl uh, integrate Vidyard with other marketing automation platforms. So you're able to see who's watching your videos, um, how much they're watching, like who's engaging. And then you can get those people into nurture campaigns and through the through the sales funnel. So that's the marketing use case piece. And then a few years ago, um, our business really kind of exploded when it comes to, um, you know, the sales use case. Um, so this is using video as part of your sales process. And, and to be fair, it's not just salespeople, right? It's anyone who is client facing. So that could be solutions consultants, customer success. Um, and a lot of people think it's just for prospecting. Okay, and obviously it's very valuable there, um, but it can, can be used throughout the sales process, right? So it can be used from prospecting to proposal to post-sale um, and everything in between. And um, <clears throat> HubSpot did a study where they, they looked uh, at the number of emails that have been uh, sales emails that are being sent. And in the last two years, that number has doubled. 
So if you imagine buyers now are getting twice as many prospect emails and a lot of those prospect prospect emails look the same. It's, you know, normal sort of text-based email with obviously what your value proposition is and you might personalize it a little bit. But video really stands out from the crowd. And it's a way that you can engage with, um, you know, your, your clients, your prospects in a more authentic human way, um, which is, yeah, so valuable. Great, great, great to hear. And now thinking about the type of people that attract are attracted to work for Vidyard and the reasons why you joined. What what's special about the DNA as a company for why it makes it such a great place to work? Yeah, so it's an interesting story actually. So I actually implemented Vidyard in my previous company when I was at A Cloud Guru, um, and we saw phenomenal results as uh, you know as a as a result of implementing it, and it was just brilliant. So when an opportunity came to work for Vidyard, I was like, yeah, absolutely, I'm all in on this. Um, the reason why is, and why it makes it so uh, amazing is there's, there's four things really. So people, amazing, amazing people. We've got an awesome, awesome product that's so easy to use um, and we just keep developing the product. Um, and like I say, all of the native integrations are so valuable. Um, it, just, it just makes it um, you know, uh, really impactful for those companies. The, the, the other thing is around like purpose. So you know, we wanna help companies to win with video and individuals to win with video. And because we've got a freemium model and a product-led growth, you know, there's 12 and a half million people that are using Vidyard for free currently um, and getting value out of it. So that's like great that we can help people even if they're not paying for Vidyard. Um, and then the final piece is, is around passion. Everyone is so passionate about what we're doing here. So yeah, so those are, those are the things that make it a really special place. Awesome, awesome to hear. Um, and I can tell from how much excitement that you've been sharing across LinkedIn so how much you're enjoying yourself, which is great to see. Um, what's, what's the ambition of Vidyard? Like, where, where is the company going? Where are you looking to take things? Um, so continue on with the growth and adding value to our clients, right? I mean, we've got an incredible product team. Uh, we work very closely with our clients to understand like, what's most important for them. What developments do they want to see with the platform? What's going to make their lives easier? Um, you know, being more productive, more, more successful. So, um, so it's continuing on with that, that growth trajectory, really, and making sure that we're, you know, adding value to the people that are using the platform, whether it's for free or the paid versions. Brilliant. I'd love to know a little bit more about your experience of sales and um, your own perspectives on salespeople. So I'd like to ask if there's a book that you've read in your career that's had influence over you. Um, so when I first started in sales, so I had, um, I was a, one of my friends was a lot older than me, but was in sales and he gave me a copy of how to win friends and influence people, um, yeah, which, classic. you know, is a pretty kind of, you know, um, <clears throat> pretty obvious one, but it really, really did help me. And I, I, you know, over the years I've reread it a couple of times where I feel like I've lost my edge a, a little bit. Um, and the other book as well that's had a big impact is um, the, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is just a, a brilliant, brilliant book, I think, for, for anyone in business, um, but in, in particular in sales. Great, great reads, both of them. Um, from your experience, having led multiple sales teams, what is it about the best salespeople that stands out to make them who they are to be effective? Hmm. Um, Wow. Okay. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's four things I look for when I'm hiring, right? Um, and I think that that kind of ties in quite nicely with, you know, the people that I've witnessed that have been the most successful. Um, the first thing is curiosity. Okay. They've just got to have a natural curiosity. They want to understand deeply what's happening with their client's business. 
and want to find a solution to that problem, basically. For me, sales is just problem solving. So having that kind of curiosity and really kind of understanding at a very deep level. The second piece is around coachability. So, you know, are they self-aware? Do they look, do they have a growth mindset? Do they want to develop themselves and want to ensure that they are uh, moving forward? Um, so that's a, a, another big piece. Um, so there's coachability piece, there's, the, there's commitment. And I don't mean kind of like working long hours or anything like that. When I think about commitment, it's about a commitment to themselves for their own, you know, their own development and owning their own career. Um, but then also a commitment to the team and to our clients as well. So, you know, making sure that they're, you know, they're going above and beyond. And the final piece for me in terms of like great salespeople are people who are collaborative. Um, you know, you don't want sort of lone wolves. Lone wolves can be successful. OK, but they do it in a way that, you know, isn't you know, necessarily great for the business or, or the culture of the team. So someone who, who is collaborative, who wants to. Um, really make sure that, you know, everyone's rising um, and that you're sharing what's working for you and that best practice. I think that's that's key, really. Those are the best salespeople that I've ever worked with. Great. Fantastic. Um, where do you see the future of sales going? What direction? Um, oh, wow, it's changed a lot, hasn't it? I mean, so mm. since I first started in sales 20 years ago. Um, so so I, when I think about where it's going, I mean, look, buyers are way more sophisticated than they've ever been, okay? Um, they're doing more research. There's more information out there. There's more kind of social proof going on. People are networking more. Um, so, you know, sales for me is about helping, uh, you know, your prospect to make a buying decision. Um, rather than, you know, if I go back sort of 20 years ago, sales was kind of sales, right? I mean, it was, you know, it was still there to be, you know, um, a trusted advisor and, and help the client. But more so now, it's about how do you how do you help the client to make the right buying decision for their business? Um, so I think that's 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 where it's going. I like that. Um, there's a lot more influence that buyers have these days and available information that is empowering them. Um, and for sales to be much more of a guide rather than a hard-nosed sales professional, I think mm. it's changed dramatically. So that's interesting to hear your take on it. Um, what what do you what advice would you give a salesperson that's looking to progress their career or have a successful long-term career in sales? Um, I think definitely, you know, make sure that you're listening to, to those around you. Um, make sure that you're, that you're learning all the time. So, you know, seek out the people that are doing really well um, and find out what it is that they're doing. Um, you know, whenever, whenever I've been in any, any kind of like sales role, um, you know, I'd always look to the person if, you know, if I wasn't sort of top of the leaderboard, look to the person at the top of the leaderboard and say, right, okay, what is it that you're doing? And what can I learn from my peers? Um, and what can I give back? And what can I share as well? So, you know, <clears throat> owning your own career as well is a big, big thing. So, um, you know, making sure that you're, you're seeking out people that can help you for the different things that you want to develop. I think that's really, really important. And that's something that I didn't do early on in my career. Um, and it's a big regret, actually. I, you know, I wish it, or I wish I'd have, you know, sought out mentors and, and people that could help me earlier on. It's something that I do now and I get so, so much value out of it. Um, but I think if you're starting out in your career, make sure that you're very deliberate in the people that you approach and what you want to get from that relationship um, and be very clear around what your intentions are and have, have a plan. Like it's, it's okay not to have a plan, but if you have one, you know, I find that, you know, it's going to help you towards achieving it, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the aspects of the sales confidence community that we really try and 
convert people into making connections via the network and then allowing them to identify mentors and coaches that can help them out with their career. Um, and I think that is one of the proudest things that I've found in building this community is that we've created lots of new connections for people in the mm. offline world. Obviously, we've been online now for a few years, but when it's offline and in person, it really starts to come to life. Yeah, it does. And I was out last night for a, um, a Women in Sales Leadership Dinner, and it was just so lovely just to network with other like-minded professionals, talk about some of the challenges that we're facing and some of the ways that we're, we're looking to overcome those. So, you know, networking is, a, is part of my DNA, and it's just something that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so moving on about you as an individual, you come across as someone that seems like a proud leader, that's confident, very articulate, um, you know, clearly able to influence the audience and persuasive. But I just wonder, where does that confidence come from um, to be the person that you are? Um, so it, it's weird because I'm, I'm, I'm not actually that confident. Like I have to really kind of project myself. Um, and I do experience imposter syndrome, um, you know, and I think we all do, right? Everyone mm. does to some degree. Um, but I've really, really kind of suffered with it. One of the things that um, has really, really helped me is just being able to put things in perspective. Um, something that I've started doing recently, actually, when you start a new role, like sometimes you can, you know, your confidence can be knocked and you think to yourself, actually, am I doing right, the right things? And because you're back in that learning zone, right? You haven't mastered the craft yet and you're back in that learning zone. You're learning the business, you're learning the market, you're learning about the team. Um, so I now do a weekly wins on a Friday. So I'll actually, I've got a, a Google Doc and I'll write down all of the things that I've done that week that have helped to move the business forward and help the team to move forward. Um, so that's, that's something that I've started doing. And that's been really, really great for me, actually, because I've been able to reflect and go, okay, actually, yeah, you're doing some really good things. Um, so weekly wins, I would, I would highly recommend that. And I must, um, I must credit uh, Chris Hatfield for that because he talked us through that on a session. So I pinched that idea from him. Um, from Sales Psyche. So yeah, weekly wins. Great. Yeah. Big fan of Chris at Sales Psyche um, and everything he's doing to promote mental well-being in the workplace. Um, and it's great to hear, you know, some honesty from a leader like yourself and a woman leader that, you know, it's okay to feel the imposter syndrome because it makes you stronger as an individual. And that's just part of the journey. And on that journey, I wonder has there been a time in your career where you've experienced the real hardship that you've had to like break through and overcome it um, mm. in a positive way? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, sales is not, uh, it's not all kind of like sunshine no. and kittens, right? <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I've had some really, really tough years, um, uh, both as kind of like a, a sales rep and also as a, as a leader. Um I think, you know, when, uh, you know, some examples, I mean, I remember having a, a pretty big quota one year, I think it was like a $25 million quota. Um, and for all intents and purposes, I had a brand new team. So I had a team that had no experience, a pretty big net ratio and a big quota. Um, and I remember um, contacting our then sales director at the time, a guy called Mike Gamson. And I was like, look, I'm, I'm worried. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm worried about this, this quota and what, you know, what we're going to do. Um, and the team are very new and everything. Um, and he gave me some great advice. And he, you know, he sort of broke it down in a really, really simple way, which was just like, focus on what you can control, focus the team on what matters. Um, and that really kind of got us through. So we ended up having a, a good year that year. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's always times when, um, 
and and sales is a confidence game as well right there's always times when um you know your confidence is going to be knocked and it's and it's so it's, it's heartbreaking when i see you know people in the team and they might not be having a good quarter and it's you know you've got to try and pull them out of that hole to say look you know you are brilliant and you can do this and it's about building their confidence i remember when um when i was at linkedin i uh I started working with a rep who's <clears throat> one of the best salespeople I've ever worked with, quite frankly. Um, and he was having a really, really tough time and he was having a tough quarter and he hadn't closed that much business. Um, <clears throat> and when I started working with him, I went out on a client meeting with him. Um, and um, I was like, I don't get it. Like he's saying all of the right things. He's doing all of the right things. Like I, I couldn't quite kind of put my finger on why this guy wasn't closing any business. And it was his own mindset. Um, because what was happening was, you know, when you go into a client and you don't feel like a winner um, and you don't feel confident, like clients can feel that, um, you know, the little tiny things like little micro expressions, the tone of your voice, like how you come across. And if you don't feel confident in yourself, then, you know, the client isn't going to feel confident. There's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of ways that people pick up on those subtle cues. And I remember going to a particular client meeting with him. Um, and before we went into the client meeting, I pulled him aside um, and we just went into a, a local kind of Costa coffee and, uh, and grabbed a drink. And I asked him about the best deal that he ever closed. And it was so interesting, James, like he just he stood up straighter. You know, his shoulders went back. His eyes started to you know sparkle. He had a smile on his face. And I thought that's kind of like that's so important. Like you can walk into that client meeting feeling like that, feeling like you've just closed the best deal ever. Like we all know, like when you're winning, you're winning, right? And sometimes yeah. when you're in that sort of hole, it can be so difficult to get yourself out. So it's about how do you trick your mind into believing and and uh, and, and reflecting on actually all the good things that you have done. Um, I think that's really important. That's great advice. You've kind of answered my next question, was which was around how can others develop their own confidence mm. and tricking your mind to believe in yourself, even when there isn't necessary belief there is one way of doing it. Is there any other advice about building confidence that you would give to someone? Um, definitely do the weekly wins. Um, like, honestly, like, you know, there, there will be so much good stuff that you're doing as an individual. Um, but sometimes your your mind will just focus on the negative. Like, oh, OK, I haven't closed a deal this month. But actually, what are the things that you have done that's moving you forward? Um, so focus on those things. Um, uh, I, I, I definitely kind of like think about um, how you're you know, investing in yourself. So, you know, sometimes if you're if you're not in a good place or, you know, you don't uh, you don't feel confident, then actually taking the time to listen to a podcast to um, you know read a book or, or whatever it might be, that will give you a sense of achievement. Um, and I remember when, you know, when we were we, we were going through, um, you know, the pandemic had started and everything was, you know, was pretty crazy. Um, and in the business I was in at the time, you know, we had a lot of um, challenges, you know, lots of clients were, were worried about their businesses. And one of the things that we introduced was, um, you know, uh, it was all around kind of like learning and leverage. So, you know, getting the team to feel like they were winning, even though we weren't winning. OK, mm -hmm. and winning by developing themselves and, you know, um, increasing their own knowledge ready for when we came out of that kind of dark period to really accelerate out of it faster. So. Um, so, yeah, so I'd, I'd say pick the things that, um, you know, that you will feel will help you to win, basically. And that that's how you kind of build confidence. That's great advice. Um, thank you for sharing. So we're coming up to the last few questions of our interview. Um you highlighted earlier that you've got a peloton and you do walking. 
um, which is really cool. I mean, just can you just elaborate on how you manage your own health and well-being? Yeah, so, um, so I've been on a real journey with this. Um, uh, definitely exercise helps. Um, getting out in nature, I'm going to sound like a real hippie now, but um, <laughs> getting out in nature um, just, again, just really helps to quieten the mind. Um, and I started meditating daily about two years ago. Um, I got to a burnout situation, basically, and I just thought, you know what, um, uh, I'll be honest, I, I, I had a panic attack and I actually thought I was going to have a heart. I thought I was having a heart attack and I was wow. so, so worried. And I was like, oh, my God, this is it. You know, you're 38 years old and, you know, this is going to be your story. Um, and it really scared me. So, you know, I knew then that, look, you know, sales is stressful. So you're always going to have challenges in sales. Right. So I had to think about how I was going to center myself and how I was going to be able to, to deal with those challenges that when they came up so that I didn't get to breaking point. Um, so the meditation piece is, is key for me. Um, and, but just spending time with friends and family, like, again, that just kind of gives me so much energy and puts everything in perspective, really. So, um, you know, it's difficult when you're working from home and, you know, you may not be interacting with lots of other people, but I've been very, very deliberate to make sure that even if it's video calls, if I can't see people in person, um, to make sure that I'm spending time with the people that I love in my life, basically. That's, uh, that's good for your mental well-being. Yeah, that's awesome. And really honest perspective. I think, you you know, having done a lot of these interviews, you're not the only one that's experienced that level of hardship, which then scares you as an individual into action and taking action to look after yourself more, um, which is great. So some great examples of how you've overcome, um, you know, some personal challenges and then implemented strategies and rituals, as you call them, to make yourself feel better and um, strengthen your own well-being so that's fantastic um you, before while we were offline you kind of mentioned something to me about this but i'm just wondering what do you do with all your bonuses and commission um so uh i'm i like to be a bit of a fairy godmother to my friends and family so if anyone needs anything um i want to make sure that i'm supporting them um so i helped my brother last year um in kind of like buying a house um, so there's there's lots of things that I, I like to do in that uh, in that way. I give a lot to charity as well, um, just because I you know I like to kind of give back um, and um, and share the wealth. Uh, I love to travel. Um, I mean you know that's just I've got a deep sense of wanderlust and want to make sure that I'm seeing as much as I can in the time that I have on this planet. Uh, so lots of travel um, and then kind of my 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 thing that I love personally is um, I'm a big art fan, so that tends to be where I'll spend my money um and obviously property and things like that so so yeah so i'm i'm very blessed and uh but i like to make sure that it's not just money being spent on myself i want to make sure that i give it to um to the people that need it around me yeah great oh that's really nice and humble um okay so final thoughts what are your final thoughts for our audience they spent half an hour almost listening um, to your experiences personal thoughts perspective on vidyard um what are the final thoughts that you would want to share with the audience as we wrap up this conversation. So if you're not using video today, like sign up, <laughs> it's free. Okay, video is free. We have a free Chrome extension. Um, it's gonna feel weird when you first start doing it, um, but keep on with it because it really, really will make a difference and it will help you to be successful. Um, and then just on a kind of like personal um, uh, note, uh, one of the things I would say is look, you know, you control, control your own mind and your own actions. Um, so make sure that you're taking time for yourself, make sure that you're doing the things that are going to, um, help you to tackle all the things that we have to deal with in life. 
um, and whether that's working with, you know, um, an external coach or working with people that you, you know, you know and respect. But um, but yeah, just taking time to to reflect and make sure that you're looking after your own mental well-being because it all stems from there, right? Amazing, Rebecca Drew. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Um, really excited about the partnership between Sales Confidence and Vidyard, and I'm grateful for the contribution you've already made uh, on a number of our talks, which you can look at on um, YouTube and watch in your own leisure time. So, Rebecca, thank you very much.